3, 2, 1. Most women like tall, dark men. I'm not most women. I like fat and ginger. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is eight o'clock, and we are here in Broadcast Central in Barclay Street in sunny, sunny Ballarat. And my name is Tim Young, and I'm joined once again by the other fat and ginger in fat and ginger, Luke Massey. Good evening. There's two of us, isn't there? So it's nice yes. to be part of it, Tim. That's uh, right. I apologise straight away. I haven't been with you for the last couple of weeks. That's all right, mate. That's all right. It's um, uh, we were filled in very ably by Tosh Walker last week. I heard he went very well. He did send me a message saying that your job is not safe. No, that's right. So yeah. um, I'm a little bit worried if I don't perform tonight. You have admirably. the. I you have the. Hang on, you have the full support of the board. <laughs> <laughs> For now. <laughs> That's right. So a couple of weeks since I've caught up with you too, Tim. Yes, So a lot been happening. Um, if you're wondering where I was, I was off assessing my options at other radio stations. You were, yeah. You've been, you went down to Gold and Fox. And yeah, yeah. You drank a lot of coffee, haven't you, over the last yeah, day? Yeah, I did deliver a lot of Deliveroo there. So I had a chat while I was there. But yeah, I'm back here because that's where I'm at. Absolutely. Uh, back to the real world. Uh, <laughs> good to have you back, Lukey. Uh, this week we're going to talk about the uh, Suez Canal fiasco, which looks like it might be wrapping up, and then Luke's going to unload about roadworks. Mail work will bring the usual torrent of abuse. We'll talk to investment guru Tim Anderson. Oh, uh, Timmy, he uh, knows a little bit about property. He does, and he's ginger, so he's one of us. <laughs> he's welcome here tonight, isn't he? He Abs- fits in beautifully. Absolutely. Aussies in Hollywood will defile yet another classic movie scene, and finally... We'll do some cooking with some idiots. Well, I can't wait for that. That's it. Is that us? That is us. Oh, God. <laughs> so who was that, Loki? Uh, that was Powderfinger, one of their last albums they had out called Golden Rule, I think it was. Okay. Pretty terrible album, if I might say so, but that was one of the highlights from it. Well, it was. It wasn't their best album, which is probably why they split up just after it came out, I think. Well, that's right, Ben. Shame it was. <laughs> they <laughs> but they had a few good ones before that, Tim. Oh, they had some, some, some brilliant ones before that. Um, but uh, no, they were a fantastic band. They're from Brisbane, so they'd be locked down at the moment. They would be. That's a bit of a sore point, isn't it? It is. Well, one thing I forgot to mention in the intro is we'll be talking to uh, Associate Professor Dave Bade from Brisbane later on. And I'm sure he'll have plenty to say on being locked down with four kids over Easter. Oh my God, yeah. I feel for him, mate. But I will say this, every time you say his name, even when you talk to me off it, you always say Associate Professor David. Dave Dave, Bade, Dave yeah. Bade. Yeah. You never just go, oh, I've got to talk to Dave later. No, it's good, isn't it? I just love yeah. saying it, but I've known him for 25 years and like, yeah. he, wasn't, he wasn't always Associate Professor Dave Bade, he's just Dave. Did you used to call him Dave Bade before he was Associate <laughs> no, Professor? <laughs> no, just Dave. Yeah. Or uh, idiot. Um, um, now, I've got a little bit of good news for you, Tim. Oh, I look forward to good now, news. Now, this is not definite. All right? This has not been confirmed. Yeah. But we may have a listener tonight. Hang on. Hang on. Is that right? Well, I don't know. But as you know, I've been out filming around Victoria for the last five or six days. You have. And we met a lovely girl from Ballarat. And I convinced her to listen tonight. I said, we haven't had a listener yet. No, that's right. No one's called in. No, no one's responded to any of our competitions, even with great prizes like the Bill Cosby album that's to give the, away. Or the uh, trucking album too. And right? the trucking one with a, a selection of people. She can have those if she of. wants. Anyone calls in can have those and probably anything else that we've got in. There's a few CDs in the corner. Oh, that's it, yeah. Just help yourself. Bottle of hand sanitizer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hopefully someone's listening. Uh, we'll find out later, I guess, with mailbag. And look, if you are listening and you want to get in touch, go to our Facebook page, Fat and Ginger on Facebook. Like the page 
and then send us a message. Just anybody, please. Anybody. We want to know that we're doing this for someone. That's right. If you just send the word g'day or test or yeah. a full stop in a message. Abuse us. I don't that's, care. No, that's it. Any attention is good attention. Now, this week, we had a bit of a thing where I caught up with you and I hadn't seen you. And I said, oh, how about the Suez Canal thing? Yeah. And, and you said back to me with a what? Yeah, I had no idea. That was today. And, and was. I still don't really know what happened. Now, tell me, Suez Canal is what? Okay, the Suez Canal is a partially man-made canal between the Mediterranean Sea and I think it's the Black Sea or the Persian Gulf or somewhere. So it's nothing to do with sewerage. Let's just get no, that up front. No, no, S-U-E-Z. Okay, yep. right. Because I thought maybe that's why the ship got okay, stuck. So, so that's where we're coming from. All right. So, <laughs> I'm that far back. Yeah, so the Suez Canal contains water. Okay. Okay, cool. Yes. And it runs, pretty much runs through Egypt. Connect to the Mediterranean Sea. And it's a massive trade artery, if you like. Yeah. So like the Panama Canal. So it's, it's blocked off now, then? No, well, they've just refloated the ship as of about 3 p.m. this afternoon. Right. How but long was it there for? Six days. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, at a cost, they reckon, per day of somewhere in the region of $5 billion. Who pays for that? And who does pay for that? So yeah. I was, we were talking a bit um, before about demurrage. Demurrage is the practice where you pay a ship if it's waiting. Yeah, because it, it's not paid to wait for you. No. If it's stuck out at port and it can't but, get into unload. But from what we know, those ships hate waiting and they will make someone pay for that. Yeah, and it's expensive, Tim. Like it we're is. talking yeah. 30 grand a day. That's right. It's a big ticket item. Yeah, so, so if uh, some of those ships have been waiting for six days. 325 of them. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's all just big numbers. So look, and how did it happen? So firstly, before we get to that, because I don't think people quite grasp how big the ship is. That wasn't the captain from the Concordia got a new job, was it? No, he's, he's been uh, forbidden from sailing ships. I think. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. E ever since he was at a, let's call it a party, yeah. he got distracted and stacked his ship off Italy somewhere, I think it was. Yeah, how did he get distracted? Like, oh, what, what distracted him from... Sorry, you're breaking up, mate. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so look, to give people a reference point, right? So most people will have either seen or been on the Spirit of Tasmania. Yep. Right? The Spirit of Tasmania is 194 metres long. Big ship, right? Right. This ship was 400 metres long. Wow. The uh, Spirit of Tasmania is 25 metres across. Yeah. Big ship. This ship was 60 metres across. How big is the canal? Maybe it's too big for the canal. Ah, we're getting to that. Okay. Uh, the draft, so the draft um, led to believe, not being a seafarer myself, but is a portion that sits below the waterline. Is that right? Yep. Beautiful. On the Spirit of Tasmania, 6.55 metres big ship. Wow. On the Ever Given, which is the name of the ship, that is 14.5 metres. And then above the waterline, it's 13 storeys. So it's just enormous. Is, and one you of the, can't even get your head around no. it, can you? So it's one of the biggest cargo ships in the world. It's called a gold class container ship. It can hold 20,000 20 foot containers. So both below in the hull and then stacked on top, which is what you would have seen over the last couple of days if you'd watch any sort of... I hope of, it wasn't perishable goods. A lot of them are refrigerated, so it's just a matter of powering those refrigerated yeah, units. Right. But you go on about the ship being too big for the canal, and that is part of the problem, is that the canal was built by tides, spring tides, this early this week, and then that was it. The window was gone. So they didn't float it in the next couple of days. They were cast. Yeah, right. And they're going to have to take every container off in the middle of the desert, pump out all the ballast. This is like the biggest disaster since the BP thing, wasn't it, in the Gulf of Mexico? Perhaps that was a little bit worse. I know it was worse, but I'm saying I can't think of anything oh, that stopped uh, yeah. to that it, magnitude. It's global impact. Well, we'll feel it down here in Australia. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Our IKEA products will go through the roof. Fantastic furniture will get more expensive, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, they're up to $20 a chair now. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> I, think, I, think we, I think we need to play a song. Yeah, we're at that point. Yeah, what have it you usually got? usually takes me a lot longer to get you off your game. Tonight. <laughs> it's just like easy pickings. Two night shifts I've done over the weekend. No yeah. good. Yeah, we've both had a couple of long days. Yeah, we have had long days. I hope we don't lose our listener. 
Oh, don't please don't turn off. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play a bit of Zeppelin too. Absolutely. We got a, a rogue jingle there. That's all right. Uh, oh, look, sorry. Yeah, that was no, me. That's, that's okay. That's technical okay. problems. It wouldn't be us if there wasn't a few technical problems. No, we like to keep it real. We don't. Well, it's yeah, as, as, yeah, we throw it all in. As men of the people. <laughs> we don't want to be too polished. Bungling men yeah. of the people. Jeez, oh, we're good at that. We don't yeah. even have friends. So that was Led Zeppelin with Heartbreaker, one of my favourite songs. You did like that little guitar. lead in the, oh. in, the, in the middle there. You really enjoyed that, didn't I you? I did enjoy that. I was doing the air guitar and everything. Yeah. I had to be sort of told to sit down. And, and I've never seen your air guitar before. And you've got quite a good technique. Yeah, well, there's air guitar world championships you can go to if you... Really? Yeah, absolutely. Do they start here in Ballarat? Because I think that's where you'd probably need to work your way yeah. out from. Yeah. You've got to do districts first, state, <laughs> nationals. <laughs> Show us how you pretend got, to I, play guitar. I got to state ones, but then I broke a string and no good sales oh, no. out. Yeah. <laughs> Went off with a cast around your middle finger. <laughs> that's right. That's a bit sad, mate. Now, uh, I've got a little topic that I want to talk about, Tim. It's yeah. something... I've spent a lot of Ks on the road in the last five days. Yeah. Like a, a lot. Like, what do you, give us a number. What do you reckon? Ah, oh, let's see. A couple of thousand? Uh, yeah, I'd say three, three and a half, wow. somewhere about there. I'm going to have to work it out. Um, doing a bit of filming around Victoria yeah. and bumped into a lot of roadworks, oh. Tim. There is a lot of roadworks going on at the moment. I know it's a problem here in Ballarat as well. It's a challenge. It's yeah. a challenge, but I've got a few problems with it, right? Yeah. Now, I know they have to do them. I get that. Well, the big one they're doing at the moment are all the, um, the wire barriers, aren't they? Yeah, it's, a, the it's a really good idea. It'll save lives. Got to be done. But, but I've got, I've got a few, there's always a but, isn't there? I do have a few issues. There's probably three. And the first one would have to be the amount of people standing around doing stuff all. Now, I know what you're thinking. Yeah, go on. I know I'm on thin ice here yeah. when I'm saying that. Pot kettle black over. <laughs> yeah, keep going. But so. surely they can cut the time down a lot by having a lot less people supervising and a lot more people with a shovel in hand, Tim. But doing what? There might be, you know, there might be uh, a manager. A safety yeah. supervisor, yeah. a process lead, right. uh, a, Go on. an aero supervisor. Who's doing all the work? Bob. Who's, Bob. Yeah, he's, Bob in he's, the he's, hole. A, he's on a bobcat. It's crazy. The man. I know there's the people holding the signs. Very yeah. important job they do too. They've oh, got to yeah. twist it from slow to stop. Hey, 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 they're controlling traffic now. You know, our know, lives are I'm in their hands. I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm just saying they probably get a pass to be standing around doing not much. Well, that's their job. What about all the rest, Tim? Well, I just told you what their jobs were. They're I all know, very important but jobs. do we need them? Why can't they grab a shovel and get it done in half a time? I know it's not gonna happen. Did you ever see, I uh, don't know if you're a big fan of uh, Top Gear when it was on. Nah, I wasn't and a fan. No. They did one where they had exactly the same question. They said, well, we reckon we can do it in 48 hours. Yep. And they did, they went and got all the equipment and paid for it and got the roadworks done in 48 hours. As opposed to what, what were they oh, quoting before A couple before of weeks. That? Yeah, right. Yeah. And that's what, yeah, that's my point. Yeah. yeah, They tend to drag these projects out and good luck to them. That's their job. I'd hate to do it. Well, they do it all at once too, don't they? So, for example, on the Midland Highway, which I go through every day to go to work, they're doing several kilometres. It'd be a good stretch of 10 kilometres where they're putting in these wire barriers. That's right. They can't be doing it all 50 at metres. the same time. Do 50 metres of time. That's right. Move your little truck up. That's it. And it takes us five minutes to get past you then. That's right. And if we if you end up at one of the stop signs, there should be someone with coffees and donuts that comes around. <laughs> sorry about that. He says, I'm so sorry. Yeah, sorry I'm to so hold so your day. Deeply apologize. something back. We're trying real hard here, but look, <laughs> things aren't going our way. Have a coffee. Strawberry donut? Yes, please. That'd be fantastic. Very idyllic, but sometimes you're lucky to even get a little wave. So, <laughs> Do you wave at the... I you... always try to, but I just do it now just to see how many of them don't give me anything back. But then what I did notice once when I was standing out there is you got a lot of glare off the car too. So, so, so I choose to believe that. See, there. when I drive around work, <laughs> I'm a waver. 
and I can't stand it when people don't wave back. Yeah, me too. I want to get out of the car and go, did you see me? Did you see me? And like shake them and go, hello, and get a wave back. Especially when you're giving way. You know when you're driving a little small lane, either one of you could have gone, but you do the right thing, you hang back, and they don't wave. They don't acknowledge you. Hate it. Yep. Agreed. And that's right, because it just says, you know. Yeah, I'm more important than you. My right. time's more important. That's right. And it's not, because yeah, <laughs> it's all about I've me. I've obviously got a fridge to get home to. <laughs> that's right. Now, another point yep. of what I hate about roadworks, mm. 40 kilometres. When do you ever have to go that slow? Unless you're towing a pram with a baby in it, why are we going at 40 kilometres? You're barely moving, Tim. Hey, I'm sorry. I have to stop you there. Doing what? Towing a pram with a baby. Well, I'm saying I can't think of a reason why. Like, you're sitting there, and honestly, going 40 kilometres, the motorised scooters that old people drive go flying past yeah, you. Yeah, joggers are going past you. It's craziness, mate. You don't have to go that slow. Well, I think we need to have a reassessment of speed limits in general. I think so. Speed limits are from 60, 70 years ago. Yep. So cars these days can safely do much, much faster than that. It was better 60 or 70 years ago. We've come down while the cars are getting That's better. Right. They've got little beeps that go off now if you get too close to someone and on well, cruise control, it actually stops you, it breaks it. you. My question is, right, I don't know whether I've brought this up before, I tend to repeat myself now as I'm getting older, but if it's illegal to go over 110 or 100 or whatever, why is it legal to produce cars that can do it? Yeah, we chatted about this the other day. Yeah, I said, right, why, why does it go up to 200? That's right. Why can your BMW X5 Sport go up to 250? You had another speeding fine, didn't you? No, no, oh, yeah. I don't know, not since we last spoke. Ah, uh, okay. Because yeah, no. I could see you started getting real passionate all of a sudden oh. when we're talking about speeding fines. Yeah. And look, the third thing, this is the other thing, yep. and the last thing before we get off this topic. Why can't they pack up their signs at night? Well, what? that's a good point. Why are you still When doing... they've stopped working and yep. there's a clear lane going each way, why do we have to go to 40? No. It's, oh, I agree. It, it doesn't make sense. Well, do you know, it's, it's funny because you sort of, they're not that well lit at night either. <laughs> you sort of chuck a few cones out and hope you can sort of weave your way through them. At least 60, you oh, know. Mate, it should 40 just 40, uh, nobody does it anyway, but nah, that's right, you always mate. feel guilty about it. It should be, look, all the best to you. If you crash, it's your fault. Yep. You can't blame us. Yep. Go 100, do what you want. If you get home, you've got a couple of those little orange cones in your front <laughs> bender. Then. Reminds of your uni days. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's my little whinge for the week. I had to have one, didn't I? Ah, it's good. It's actually pretty tame, I thought. Yeah? Yeah. I can jazz it up a little <laughs> Ratchet bit. Ratchet it up a couple of Now, what about, what have we got now? I think we've got time for mailbag. Oh, looking and forward. we've got a couple of doozy. Let's play the jingle right Feel like abusing someone? Now's your chance. It's Fat and Ginger's Mailbag. All right, time for mailbag. And uh, Lukey, what have we got this week? We've got a couple of not bad ones, actually. I, I grabbed them this week, Tim, because I was sitting in the car park for quite a while waiting for you to yep. come down and join me. Thanks, mate. Appreciate um, it. So, yeah, well, it was nice. I got a little bit of time to look at Facebook and see what people have been sending in. Now, this one is from Jeff in Sebastopol. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, would he be a listener, do you think? Oh, absolutely. If he's in Sebastopol. Sebastopol, yeah, yeah, it could be. Yep. Yeah, not, Jeff. not listening through the podcast. What's worse, never-ending meetings at work. Mm, that's bad. Nailing your dick to a block of wood. Okay, right, yes, that's or, bad. Or listening to this show. Well, I can tell you by having a beat in this show, it's pretty bad. So I'd say that uh, the old uh, junk to the block of wood is probably at the top. Uh, we'd be second and meetings be third, I'd say. Is, is there any way we can combine all three? We could have a meetings during the songs. <laughs> That's right. And I haven't got any wood, but... <laughs> well, the desk's made of wood, I think. <laughs> well, I don't think they'd like us here at Voice FM if we were to do that. No. And speaking of Voice FM, it rolls right into this next one, Tim. Go on. 
Is 99.9 the bandwidth or the percentage of people that hate you? Now, (laughs) that's... Oh, I just saw who that was from. (laughs) Who's it from? Uh, Sue in Barwon Heads. Hang on, I only know one Sue in Barwon Heads. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, thank you for that, Mum. And the last one, Dear Fat and Ginger... And Fat and Ginger. Oh, I yeah. see what they've done I see there. Yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah, Comedian. Very, yeah, yeah, very clever. Wayne from Ocean Grove. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's worse, looking at the bloke next to you or looking into a mirror? Gee, that's rough. That's a bit harsh, oh, isn't Wayne it? there has actually thought about that. And mm. gone, yeah. That's, uh, that's about as far as Wayne's thought processes go to. I think after that, he just started staring at a block of cheese. That's it, yeah. That's, yeah. What kind of cheese, though? Well, I don't know. What does Wayne get, do you think? I don't know. A bit of brie or something blue, perhaps? Nah, brie would be way beyond his palate, mate. The uh, craft single slices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tim. And, well, that else was, uh, no, that's all we've got. We've only got three. Yep. Um, you know, we might get one from our listener, but probably not looking great at this point. Uh, we haven't had a, a sausage so far. No, uh, so let's play a song. We've got a song here called Monsters. Now, this segment every week, I actually quite enjoy it. I... Yeah, you do. Don't you? I think, you know what? We always have a little bit of something to say at the start of the show. Yeah. That's turning into another wind session as well. Yeah. I, think. I know the Soros Canal one wasn't. I think it's me. It's the road works. No, I'm no, always no. angry about something. No, you're right, Luke. It's okay, mate. We Sorry, appreciate you. I'm letting the listener down. <laughs> listener. <laughs> so, uh, so what have we got this week, Tim, so, for That's Crap, so, one of our favourite segments? Absolutely. So for the, That's Crap this week, um, the first thing of thing I want to talk about, and I tried to talk about it with Tosh last week uh, when you were away, but unfortunately... Tosh doesn't know a cricket bat from a golf club. No, so. he's not a sporting fan no. as such, is he? No, he's not. And so I was trying to whinge and carry on about the big bash and he was just sort of looking blankly at me and on his yeah. phone as I was talking and that sort of thing. See, this is where I should slide back into my old job because, <laughs> uh, you know, we've got similar interests. Well, the way I liken the big bash, and for those of you that don't, I don't know whether our listeners are cricket fan or not, but the big bash is a tournament of T20 cricket that runs over summer. It runs forever. Okay. You go... What do you mean, okay? You know what it is. You've got tickets No, I to know, that. but I've got to let you convince me. That's the segment. Like, I can't just agree with you. You've got, to, con- you've got to convince me that, that that's crap. Isn't that how it's meant to work? Yeah, I've, I've, I don't know. We never said that worked it out, <laughs> <do> we? <laughs> anyway. Okay, so, go on. First thing about the big bash is it goes for too long. It does. Especially um, not last year, but the year before. It starts in, like, what, December? It goes to February. Of, I reckon March. The final was the one where year. the Renegades won against the um, Stars yeah. in the biggest choke of all time. Yeah, that was good. You were at that game. Yeah, I was. And that was in March. That was in early March. Yeah, I'm that's sure. what I mean. Yeah. The Big Bash goes longer now than most of my relationships. Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> I liken it, for those of you that aren't cricket fans, imagine that you like chocolate. Okay. Right. Yep. You, you like a nice block of dairy, Cadbury milk, or caramel milk, or something like that. Or caramel milk. Yeah, oh, jeez. I swear it's like crack cocaine, and oh, it's fantastic. Stop it. Anyway. Now, I like it, but could I eat a block of it every night for three months? Probably not. No. It, it, it's just like you're getting force-fed junk food. I tried that. Cricket. <laughs> it's I tried it. I got about two weeks in and it stopped yeah. having that magic for me. Uh, renal failure. I pushed for another week just to make sure the experiment had the proper time. Type 2 diabetes. <laughs> yeah. But like what T20 is, is it's, uh, it's gateway cricket. Yes. So it, it's... You're trying to get the young kids yeah. involved and then they'll discover tests, etc. That's right. Yep. Exactly right. And so it's not that great. It's, it's all a bit contrived at times. You've got artificial teams with artificial feeling around them and, and you just get you know, forced down your throat for months at a time. Is it a passion problem? 
as in like yes. we're pretty passionate with our footy, oh, and well, passionate. you know, we, we go to the odd game and, and keep an eye on who's winning. Hang on, I've been to the footy with you. <laughs> it's a you nightmare. Know what? If we lose, it, it doesn't just spoil my weekend; it spoils my week. I know because I can't listen to the SEN. I can't read the Herald Sun till about Thursday. The word inconsolable doesn't even start to begin how you are. So in the studio at the moment, we have Tim Anderson patiently waiting. He's also look another, at him; he's sitting there ready to go. He's also another passionate Geelong supporter, and I was lucky enough to attend. Uh, the 2019 preliminary final at the MCG with these two. And yeah. Anyway, so as I was saying, <laughs> um, now I think I think the problem is passion, right? It is. I agree. You don't follow it with the same passion no. as what you do your footy. No, that's right. And I don't think because it's like a, they mix and match every week. It's who they can afford. That's right. That passion for their own club's not there, so it's no. hard to get behind it no, in that way. That's exactly what it is. And so you've got teams that have been made up. Yeah. playing against and there's no genuine rivalries and they try and stoke them up you know stars versus renegades yeah but they all play together for that's, australia they, and, and they, they all know each other they play state cricket together that's they're right. all mates yeah that's exactly right i so. want to see some shirt fronts where's chris oh, gale a bit know? of chin music yeah yeah brett lee bowling at 150 trying to decapitate remember when warnie and uh, was it samuels went at each other Marlon in the samuels, yeah that was great yeah so that was great because that you had that passion i haven't seen it since tim and the great thing was Shane Warne had finished playing internationally. He did not give a toss. No. And he, no. Would, he would have belted him, I reckon, except other people held him back. He had that same arrogance that used to you know, fit him well for the Australian team yeah, of, that, I'm better than everyone else. That's, that's why he was such a great player. Oh. And he just went at Marlon and said, mate, get out of my way. If we ever do a reverse segment, you know, because the whole premise of that's crap is something everyone else thinks is great, but is actually crap. Mm. If we did some sort of reverse segment, Shane Warne would be the first topic. Oh, absolutely. And I can hear all our female listeners Speaking of and oh yeah, but he was an asshole. Oh, well, you know, they, he, hey, he was a great player. Don't, you got, that wasn't when he was my hero. He was my hero after he retired, Tim. Uh, it, it, he was on fire. He broke up with Liz Hurley because he just got sick of it. And the, one of the best things is when Liz Hurley came to watch him at one of his cricket games, and there was Liz Hurley sitting in the corporate box. I've never seen anyone look as bored as Liz Hurley <laughs> at, the, at the cricket, watching some, you know. Bull. And the camera just didn't leave her for no, the whole day. That's right, and nor should it. Yeah. Now, what do you want to talk about? Um, I'm going to talk about boutique beer. Oh. Now, oh. I, again, because I have been away this week, I've, yeah. I've been to a few pubs just to, to try them out and mm. meet some of the locals. Now, boutique in itself is an expensive word, Tim, isn't it? It is. Whatever that comes before, add 40% or, to the price. Or the other word is artisan or artisanal. Oh, okay. I'm not as familiar yeah. with that one. No, that just means that some guy made it in his shed and is charging it twice as much. Okay. And he's, oh, and, he's got a, and he's got a stupid beard too. Yeah, he's always like, that Actually, comes with the word, does yeah, it? that's next week. <laughs> Beards. We'll get to that. Yeah. But uh, look, I went to a lot of pubs in the country around mm. Victoria, we are filming, and nearly all of them, I would say, would have one of your staple beers on tap, sometimes two, mm. like your, your Carlton, your Melbourne, yep. something you recognise instantly. And about four or five boutique beers. Never got weird next names. To it. Never heard of any of them. All with different colours. It makes you think there's probably going to be fruit involved, Tim. And I'll be honest with you, my friend. If I enjoyed fruit with my beer, I probably wouldn't look like this. No, that's right. Yeah, because fruit's good for you, right? Yeah. And I put it to you that I reckon they all come out of the same keg. That all yeah. the, all the taps lead down at the same keg. And they're probably like their mate's brewery that he started up and they yeah. go, oh, we'll chuck it on for you, mate. We might move a barrel or two. And, that's right. And you've never heard of any of them, so you've got a pretty much one or two beers to pick from if you want tap. That's right. And how they're named, I reckon, is they've got two big wheels. You know the big steak wheels? Yeah. And one's got 
uh, adjectives on it and one's got nouns on it. And yeah. they spin them both and then they go, oh, you know, the peaky cat or yeah, you know, yeah. the, the smiling assassin. Don't worry, just put bright colours in the sign That's and right. I'll drink it. And put IPA on it and they'll drink it. Yeah, I think, I think it's just, I'm sick of it. Don't want any more boutique beers. Well, it's a bit, and it also it comes back to, it's too much choice. Too much choice. It's so when you go to buy toothpaste. Just give me toothpaste. I don't want 400 different yeah, choices. And I've got to read the it's labels like, on each one. And they're all the same. Just give me toothpaste. What about one or two boutique beers per pub maximum? It's a rule. We bring it in. Yep. There's a law in. You're only allowed to have two with fruit. I'll write that to Catherine King, our local federal member. Does she take on the big topics and the big controversies? Well, she's in opposition at the moment, so we'll see how we go, but we'll see what we can do. Okay. What about if we play her a great song now? Do you think she'll jump on board? I think so. Let's go. Okay. Rod Stewart with Maggie May. Wasn't he a rocker in his day? He was a rocker in his day. And he uh, his famous song Sailing. You remember that one? Are we uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. That was the that was the that was the Did I just take the wind out of your sails, Tim? That was the that was the theme song for the first ever reality TV show. Oh, was it? Okay. And uh, well, I've got some good news for you, Tim. I'm all about good news. Some very good news for you. We have got a listener. What? We've got two. Well, at least one. Someone's written in. Yeah? So, is that a good thing? <laughs> That's a fantastic. Are you excited? Oh, I'm very excited. Now, Sorry, I'm this gonna tell is you genuine. How this come about. This is genuine, right? So, last night, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a pub, in a chuka, yeah. and we got chatting to these lovely ladies. You know what we bonded over? Go on. How bad the girl singing was. She was butchering songs like she had a knife in her hand. Yeah. Right, she did um, Dumb Things. Yep. She did Kenny Rogers' The Gambler, which is a three and a half minute song. It took her seven minutes to play it, Tim. Hey, how can it take seven minutes? Honestly, it was shocking. And when she started Fast Car, I had to get up and leave. <laughs> it was too much for me. She should have known when to fold them. Yeah, we saw the look minutes. of disgust. We got chatting to these people. They were awesome, great people, yep. very funny. But they had some of the best stories I'd ever heard. And every single one involved one of them vomiting at the end. Jeez. Yeah, they've been on a few trips together. Yeah, they? gotcha, right. Love on. the gas. And uh, yep. yeah, very funny. But they have called in. Oh, not called in. They've messaged, messaged in. Yeah. And what did they say? They wanted to hear the gambler or wanted something. Wanted to hear the gambler. And uh, one of them was just waiting to drive home. Trying to sober up. <laughs> That's right. Trying yeah. to sober up and drive home. So look, uh, we're away, basically. We're away. Yeah. We've got one. Yeah. That's a building no, block of something special. Oh, two. Yeah. yeah. Although one of them is probably still in a two car. Yeah, that's right. But uh, it's a good start. Yeah, it's right. So hang on, but just to go back. So with Tim in the studio waiting to go on in a minute, plus yep. the two people who have messaged, that's three listeners. And didn't, didn't you say we have associate professor oh, Dave yes. Bade yeah. online? Online, yeah. So, so that's, that's four. four. Mate, we are Mate, on we, fire. Don't worry about Christian O'Connell or your Fitzy and Whipper. Yeah. We are going great guns. What's uh, Triple M's number again? Yeah. Do, we, do we reach out to them or does it work the other I'll way? I'll tell you what, know. give them a call now. We'll get on to that. Now let's play a jingle. Absolutely. Because we've got someone waiting in line, haven't we? We do. And now it's time for an update on stuff. All right, thanks for that. I always enjoy the jingle. Thanks, Deirdre. Um, <laughs> On the line we have Associate Professor Dave Bade. Good evening, Dave. Uh, good evening, gents. How are you? I'm very well, very well. Now, the first thing we want to cover, because you do live in uh, the greater Brisbane area, is uh, welcome to another lockdown. Yes, yes, it is that time again. Um, <laughs> you sound really excited. There's a couple of people infected in the community, which puts us all in lockdown for the next three days. It does. Uh, 
Is school still on or is that shut? School finished three days early, so my kids are stoked. That's great. Now, you've, uh, you've only got four kids, haven't you, Dave? So they're well, all at home? Yeah, yeah. No, that's great. <laughs> after, after hearing your voice, Dave, I was going to guess five. Because you sound like you're knackered already, mate. <laughs> Look, it's really quiet in the Brisbane area at the moment, except in my house. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll get used to it. Now, I'll be fine. I know that you received a very flash Garmin watch for your birthday, which is the day after mine. And it tells you your heart rate and your stress levels. Can you tell me right now what your stress level is? Mate, I have no idea how to work this thing. It's, it's probably because <laughs> the screen's cracked, mate, yeah. from all the tension in the house. I, I, I woke up this morning, my stress level was very, very low. There's that's about high now. Yeah, that's um, right. But the kids, the kids are about to go to bed. It'll drop back down again. Then. You're right, I did get this Garmin watch, and uh, I don't know how to use it, but they also gave me a waffle maker, and I've been using that a lot. <laughs> that's, that's, all, that's it right there, isn't it? You've been using the waffle maker, but not the Garmin watch. And, and Dave, you told us off air, mate, that you are on call to the hospital. Is that true, or have you just told your wife that? I I am on call. It has worked out well that I can end this at any time. Um, <laughs> I, I, I am on call. Thankfully, a, a bit of a lockdown means that things are quiet on there. the kids' trauma front as well. So hopefully Absolutely. we'll be all right tonight. No, that's right. And how long does uh, one stay on call for? Oh, till 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. Yep. And then I should be off the hook. All right. Lovely. Well, hopefully it's a quiet night for you. Now, so we want to talk about lockdown and we had a second topic we we're going to talk about and I can't remember what we were going to talk about. <laughs> How about that? Like, we get a couple of listeners, I get distracted. Oh, we can't muck up tonight, well, mate. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks very much. Oh, they just switched I, off. I Damn it. Puzzle, but yeah. <laughs> no, we are too. We're like the, the monkey driving a car. We're not quite sure how it works or how it's happened, but we're pretty excited about it. We're on board it. for the ride. That's it. Look, you, how many puzzles and, and board games have you gone and purchased over the last couple of days, mate? Well, well, we didn't know it was coming. It's sort of been sort of put on us. So we've got we've got a couple of where, where's Wally puzzles to go, I think. So, um, but you guys can tell me what I should do over lockdown. You certainly had it for a lot longer than hopefully we will have. Yeah. How, how far's the bottle shop? Good question. <laughs> because that's about all I did for yeah. six months. It, it is essential. It is essential. They remain open. Um, I found the good one is uh, walking the dog. So it can work both ways. Either you go and walk the dog to get out of the house, right? Or you send the kids out to walk the dog so they're out of the either house. Either way, there's that separation. Yeah, either way, there's a separation. That's right. So I don't, I don't have a dog. Should I borrow someone? Absolutely. Get your hands on one right now. Maybe you can draw one <laughs> and just take that out. Or, no, or what you can do is just walk around the streets yelling out a dog's name. Yeah, till one comes to you. And... Or, or no, and then somebody goes, what, what are you doing? Oh, I've lost my dog. I'm looking for it. And then <laughs> that's your... What if I put my youngest on a leash? Is that okay? Perfectly acceptable. You just didn't hear that from us. No, desperate times, desperate measures. So just say it's a game and you'll be right. Do you know they have leashes for kids now, Dave? Did you know that? I've seen people walking around shopping centres with their kid in a harness on a leash. Get out. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, how how intrigued are you in shopping that you can't turn around every now and then and just make sure your kid hasn't (laughs) wandered off? Your kid hasn't wandered off. I better put him on a leash. Terrible. Craziness. It's a great it's a great life lesson for the child. <laughs> they'll, they'll be talking about that to their therapist for yeah. years. I, I mean, I just didn't approve of the bowl of water that they put on the ground <laughs> for him, mate. That was too much. That's right. And every time a kid does something wrong, right, gets a bit of kibble <laughs> in the shopping centre. Um, now, look, just quickly before we go, I know that you always want to be a cross current international affairs and whatnot. Now, uh, what do you think about the whole Suez Canal crisis, Dave? Well, I mean, how hard is it to drive a boat? Yep, agreed. <laughs> All right, and on that note, thank you very much, Dave Bay. That was fantastic. Uh, Dave. Good night.
Now, grade fella Dave. Yep. Oh, sorry. I should use the official title. Yep. Associate, Associate Professor Dave. Uh, is it? Bade. Dave, Bade. Dave William Bade. Okay. Do I have to use a middle name as well? Is nah. there an Esquire on the end? Or? Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. Probably well, letters after his name too. He's usually a lot more upbeat. Now, do you remember what it was like in lockdown? Oh. And and I know they've only had it for a few days. We had it for a lot longer. But those, it, it started off really exciting. And then when it came back, it was just like, not again. The, the first one I thought was a lot different because everyone was in it. It was yeah. nationwide. It was a thing we'd never done before. We're all finding different ways. It was like, you know, we're all in this together. It was exciting. It was a yeah. little bit sort of exciting. It was a big thing. You know, Italy was having massive problems. We need to do this. That's we need great. to do this. And, and we'll all band together. That's we'll have right. cooking competitions yeah. amongst Online, the family. We'll send we'll... each other pictures of sourdough. Oh, and... that. Second time, it was just like, oh, <sighs> not again. And then the third one, that five-day one earlier in the year, yeah. which prevented the start of this show. Yeah, fancy that. That was... Why are we not an essential service, Tim? Well, obviously, we are to four people. I oh, know. I think it's down to three now, but uh, Dave just <laughs> jumped off. But no, he, he did sound a bit down, so hopefully, Dave, that you don't get called in tonight, you get a good night's sleep, and you're not locked down for long. Absolutely. Brisbane, we are with you. Absolutely. Now let's have a song. Okay. Now this one is going out to Olivia and Lucy because this got messed up last night and I wanted to realise how good it is. Okay, that was Fast Car. That was for our two listeners. Thank you so much for listening in. Um, it probably won't ever do it again. Genu- so, genuinely, we mean that. Yeah, yeah, we do. And they were really funny last night. We had a, a good laugh with them. So, lovely girls. Now, we have one of the great men, oh, Tim. We are indeed in the presence of greatness. I am a Tam between two Tims at the moment, am I? Do you, have you got that written down? No, I'm not going to write it down either. No, that's good. Never. Yeah. Uh, Tim Anderson, welcome. Good evening. Thanks for having me, boys. Now, I've seen a lot of you in the last few days, mate. Yes, yeah, bit yeah. of uh, bit of boat tripping. We had a bit yeah, of fun, yeah. mate, didn't we? It was uh, out filming, and, and Tim, I taught him how to do sound on, the, on the trip, and he excelled, mate. In the yeah. end, he was putting the stuff together. He's, he was all over the place. Well, so he's, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's got a, a, a few bows and a few... No, it's not the right saying, is Strings it? to his bow. I was about to say a few bows and a few pies. That was what way off. That? that was like two of the worst combinations. But what I was meant to say was he knows a lot of things and now he knows how to do sound. He does. Now, just before we get started on the topic, people may recognise Tim's voice from a couple of weeks back when I was offered some fairly ah, frank feedback about my, this up. Yeah. about my performance at work. So, yeah, thanks can, for that, I can Timo. find that again and play it again if you'd like yeah, to hear no, it. No, you yeah. can do if you want, for sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, I had forgotten about that. <laughs> <laughs> I could go a cup of tea, though. Yeah, absolutely. So could I right now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to hear it, Tim? Yeah, go on. Should we play it? Yeah, go on. Why okay, not? here we go. So, mate, uh, you've been training with Tim uh, for the last couple of weeks. How's that going? I'm feeling a little bit abused. I think he thinks I'm his servant. What are we going to go do next? And it's, well, I think next you can go make me a cup of tea and uh, none of that Anderson's quality tea. How about a nice twinings? And uh, don't forget the sugar this time. And uh, So if you don't have the right tea, he sends you out to get more? Oh, correct. No, no, he just refuses to drink it and pours it out and says, go do better. What are you training on? Tea making? No, firefighting. Yeah. Sorry, I'm confused. What has firefighting got to do with making tea? I think he thinks it's sort of how calm you are in the pressure and, uh, you know, if you can make a good cup of tea, you can probably operate a fire truck in an emergency situation. Or do you think he might be just using you? He might be that. It might be an excuse to get me out of the office. I'm not quite sure. But Is he doing any work? Yes, he's drinking cups of tea. So really, he does nothing over the course of a day? Oh, I don't think we can get by without him because who's going to drink all the tea? That's a good point. So there we go. That was um, his little assessment of you as a trainer. 
at work, Tim. Um, I, I guess you're fine with that. You've got no now, nothing here, to come back with? No, I've got plenty to come back with. Don't worry about that. So what Tim will talk about in terms of investment later on is take care of the pennies and the pounds will take care of themselves, was someone said to me earlier on. Yes. If he can make a good cup of tea under the pressure of a, a tirade of personal abuse early in the morning, he can do a lot of things under pressure. So that's what it was about? Absolutely. It wasn't for personal gain? Oh, I don't mind a cup of tea now and then. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tim, thanks for joining us, mate. Um, it was good to have you give a little bit of insight there into Tim's work career and what he does at work. But that's not what we're here to talk to you about, mate. Uh, we've got lots of things to talk about. But one of the things that I've really taken a lot of advice from you over the years has been investment properties. Yes, it's a little bit of a hobby of mine. A bit of a that. hobby. Yeah. <laughs> well, geez, Mate, I collect DVDs. That's a hobby. <laughs> That's um, you do know a lot about it, Tim, don't you? And you've um, always been forthcoming with a little bit of advice. So how did you get into it, mate? What in your makeup? Just before we go on, we should say that all advice given is general and you should take into account your personal financial no, situation. No, no, I think you should listen to this and do exactly <laughs> what he <laughs> says. <laughs> and just go large on everything Tim says. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And put everything on red. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's an investment. It's a yeah. very high risk investment, but it's an investment. Yeah, it might pay off. Absolutely. 50% of the time. Yep. Sorry, but, please continue. But uh, yeah, so how did you get into it, mate? What, what was the, the start of it? I don't know. Just, um, yeah, it was always... I was a plumber by trade, so my grandfather was a builder, so I was always sort of interested in property. And... Uh, shares back when I was younger didn't really interest me. So um, yeah, I was always, yeah, you know, reading the paper and yeah, going to open houses and... Was that for the um, for the food and the wine they used to have at the open houses in the old days or did you actually uh, bid on anything? What's this? Food and wine at open houses? Didn't they used to do that at auctions to... Well, I don't know. Did they, Tim? No, not sure about that one. I've seen a coffee truck. Definitely oh, had a coffee truck. I went truck into a house once, there was food and wine there, so I helped myself. <laughs> there was a sign out the front, I should have read it, sorry. So it was just something that you had a, a, a passing interest in, and, and what about the first house you ever bought? I actually, was a couple of years before I bought a house, I started off with units. Um, back okay. quite a few years ago, there was um, a lot of units up for sale, and you could buy a whole set of them. So yeah, my first property investment was a block of four a block units. Of units. And I think my thought process at the time was it, the four units were only a little bit dearer than one and a half houses. So I sort of, you know, did the calculations and sort of realised, well, that I wouldn't have to, it was probably a safer investment because I had four tenants paying rent. So if I had a vacancy, well, you know, the chance of having more than one or two. Yep. Um, and yes. a, lot of, a lot of people do that, Tim, don't they, where they'll uh, go and knock a house down and build their own units, probably for the same reason, maybe, or they sell one and keep one? Well, yeah, pretty much. Um, of course, you know, if you've got a big backyard and you can yeah, sell off your backyard, then you're maximising the equity you've got in your property. That's very popular at the moment in Ballarat, selling Battleax blocks and selling them off and building yeah. units. It's happening yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Yep. And is, I guess... Um, People time poor, as we all know these days too. So not everyone wants the massive sort of quarter acre block. No one wants to, you know, get your gyms mowing in or do all the weeding and things like that. So I don't see why there's a problem with all that sort of stuff, mate. Just get your young fella to do it all. Yeah, you're, <laughs> but you're lucky, yeah. like. Geordie is a legend. Oh, he does everything. He does. Yeah. The, he mows the backyard. He does the weeding, and then I let him back in the house. <laughs> so with units, so this, uh, am I right in thinking there's two different sort of streams when it comes to property investment? You're either looking for capital growth or you're looking for actual return as in income coming back into you so units are more about getting income and then your, your houses with your land are more about your capital growth is that right yes that sums up nicely the 
land appreciates in value yep. and houses depreciate. So it's a bit like the actual car. bricks and mortar. The bricks and mortar, yep. that is uh, one of your tax deductions you get with an investment property, yep. that you actually depreciate the actual building. Yeah, okay. So your so carpets, your curtains, your kitchens, bathrooms. Chattels. Chattels, yeah, that all depreciates. Yep. So that's sort of what assists um, with your property purchase. So you would so say, you could say on that regard, and again, it's all general advice, you would say that you're better off buying a newer house because things in your house are going to depreciate more from new than if you buy an older house. Is that right? That's, yes, that's correct, yes. Yeah. It maximises, um, that's sort of why like an off-the-plan purchase or a brand new house and land package yeah. has the best tax incentives than an old house. Yeah, and then the, if you buy off the plan, you don't pay stamp duty, that's right too, isn't it? Correct, no stamp duty if it's off the plan. Where, where does stamp duty go? Because no, the post it, office? I think it stands up here. Go and stand in the corner. <laughs> oh, I just thought I'd chime in there. Because yeah, it's, it's a huge amount of money that oh, you pay. Yeah, crazy. Is it 5%, 5.5%? Yeah. You think that's $5,500 per $100,000. That's right. And what's the average house people okay. are buying now? Seven, yeah. $800,000. Right. Yeah. The government gets forty, fifty thousand $50,000 every time. Every time. Sells. Every time it passes through. That's right. And how many houses will get sold in the state on a weekend? A huge amount. Mm. Well, how much would and you have spent in stamp duty, Tim? Because you've got more properties than the Monopoly champion over there. Yeah, that's so. right. Yeah. How much do you reckon you've paid out in stamp duty in your time? Oh, heaps, heaps. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. Could, you couldn't yeah, put couldn't, a big I one. Couldn't. I'd have to get the yeah. calculator out. And Probably in the thousands. You know? Oh, in the thousands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you should get, people who pay a lot of tax or a lot of stamp duty, you should get like a gold lane on the freeway. Yeah, they the, should. The yeah. Yeah. Like, I've you know, paid for this. That's right, I've paid yeah. for this. So you get a gold lane, which is slightly wider yeah. than the other lanes. See those blokes standing yeah. over there doing nothing, that's doing it. the roadworks. Yeah, and I'll put them on the clock. That's right. And you get, again, you get your donuts and your coffee when you stop for free. Yeah, they should get them. That's right. Yeah. Anyway. All right, well, let's uh, let's play a song. Yeah, absolutely. I've got a little bit of Radiohead here for you, oh, Tim. Fantastic. This is Jigsaw Falling Into Place. And that was Radiohead, Jigsaw Falling Into Place, Tim. Uh, probably not one of their most famous songs, but it's certainly one of it's my right. favourites. It was like the Greg Blewett of songs. <laughs> Handy <laughs> you know, bats, lower yeah, middle order bats. Not too bad, you know. All right. Yeah, not going to break any records, nah. but certainly serviceable. It's like um, plain sponge cake. <laughs> You'd eat it, but uh, it's nothing. Yeah. It was all right. It was yeah. good. So I've never often compared that song to sponge cake as much as what I should have. Yes. But I will take that on board for next time. Now, we've got Tim here. Now, you've obviously immersed yourself in property for a long time. I'm going to ask a bit of advice off you. Now, I've got a property in Queensland, which I bought uh, about six years ago, seven six years, years ago. Great. And it's gone down <laughs> in that time. Whereabouts uh, in Queensland is it? Uh, it's a suburb called Zilmere. It's probably yeah. locked down I'm, right now. I know where Zilmere is. Do you know Zilmere? Yeah, next to G-Bung. Would you have outside. bought there? Depends what you're buying and how much you paid for it. It's very industrial around there. Uh, well, I think they're trying to change it into townhouses. Oh, really? But nobody told me that. Yeah, right. Um, so I bought it, uh, and it's probably dropped about 80 grand in, in seven years. So would you suggest that I keep it or sell it? Uh, it's a tough one, Lukey. Um, like there is a rule of thumb that a good property should double in value every seven to ten years. So if it, what if it drops 80 grand? What's the rule of thumb there? <laughs> uh, yeah, well... Yeah, maybe you sell, but then it's supplying you with tax deductions. Uh, how's it affecting your serviceability? You, you, you're happily paying for it. Oh, is it they, they, if it's know, renting it's not out? Okay, the bank, but it costs a lot of bills, Tim. There's body corporate, there's your water bills, your insurance, a lot of fees as well. Rates, it all adds up. It does, it certainly does. Yeah, look, it's a yeah, it's a tough one, um, but yeah, if, I'd probably still keep 
but like you know, I okay. have a bit of a saying that you because if you had a said sold it, I was going to go and sell it tomorrow. Yeah, and then when property rises to, at the end of the year, I'd be shattered. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You, you would be too. Yeah, it'd be like that time they went to the 2019 preliminary final. With You've you already mentioned it. One, you only get <laughs> to mention it once keep... per no, show. No, sorry, no. With the two of you here, I get one shot each. Oh, so. Jesus. oh it's a bit harsh. I'm still gutted with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the last two years haven't been good, have they? Too? Yeah, no. We'll so, um, and so capital cities versus say Ballarat or Geelong. Like, what, uh, what what's your thoughts there? Because I know property prices are going through the roof in Geelong. Um, yeah, well, that's of uh, course on the back of the COVID and so many people working from yeah. home and Wanting to not get out of- having to commute into the city to be in the office. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, businesses have realised that a productive employee is just as productive working from home as they are in the office. Yeah, Even maybe. more so. Oh, you should see me working from the pub. I get <laughs> a lot of stuff done from there. You do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when should you sell a property then, Tim? What's your rule of thumb there? Never sell an appreciating asset. You... Um, of course, sometimes you have to sell, but I guess you just got to really understand your reason for selling. If you know, if you've got a house um, and it's too small for you, you've got married, you've got extra kids, you've outgrown it, then yes, you will probably have to sell to buy something else. That's your personal house, but I'm talking about investment property. Do you ever sell? Oh, of course, one day, like you know, I guess you've got to realise why did you buy it? Like if you bought it thinking that you know that was going to boost your superannuation, like um, or superconnuation is a word I. Cool. Superconnuation. Super. Well, I don't even know what that means. Yeah, you, you'll have to unpack that for Luke. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> a little bit. You understand your superannuation, but like, of course, you know, you put your nine percent in and you can pay in a little bit extra. But then, at any moment, you know, the government keeps moving the goalposts as to how old you have to be before you can access it. Oh, so you're saying it like it's a con. Superconnuation. Yes. Ah, so I didn't pick up on that. I thought there was a new word that I needed to learn. No. <laughs> no. You, you, you're aiming up here, you should be aiming down here. Yeah, yeah. You know when it comes to finance, mate, I live day to day. It's not my strong point. So and my thought there, getting back to your property, was like, why do I have investment properties? Well, it'll give me options in the future. Um, yeah, for all those reasons you said earlier about the rates and the bills and the hassles at times. Um, yeah, I do see that when I want to simplify my life, I'll uh, yeah, start uh, diversing through some of the properties and I hope to uh, self-fund my retirement a bit earlier. So um, you know, hopefully be retired five, seven years before I can access my superannuation yep. and the superannuation will just be uh, yeah, the icing on the cake. Excellent, mate. Big fire sale. Well, no, you do it strategically. You know, you look at which property's gone up in value the most or you've got the most equity in or, you know, because every market you know, he has a run, as you said, Geelong's going well at the moment, and I hear Ballarat is yeah, as well, Tim. Yep, it is, absolutely. Um, but uh, yes, some of uh, these p- places in the CBD in Melbourne aren't going good at all at the moment. So you don't sell there, obviously, you uh, wait till they come up to a peak? Well, they may, it's a bit of a will they return, because uh, most of the reason there's an oversupply of property is we don't have the international students over no, here that's right. mm. in the CBD. And, and even with the international students, there was still an awful lot of flats and stuff in the city wasn't there like there was a huge amount of supply even with international students now they're not around correct yes it's massive oversupply in there so if you yeah. want to buy yourself a bolt hole to you know go to on the weekend now's the time well but what i think people should do out there and like we said we don't want to give advice but i think they should all start buying up property in zilmere <laughs> in, in brisbane <laughs> it's, uh, it's a great investment yeah lovely absolutely. place up there sunny all year round apparently professor associate professor david bade yep. lives somewhere nearby oh, within the um, same city yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll pop around help you with the lawns yeah yeah everyone buy their please please <laughs> 
not going to get out of this thing. Uh, All right, now we've got now coming up, Tim. This is a little bit exciting because I don't think I've heard this. What's that? We've got a, a, a skit coming up. Oh, fantastic. A little yeah. skit. Skit of the week. Yeah, we went cooking. Yeah, so uh, we're going to play this. Do we give it a little intro? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first, I think this came about because, uh, I don't know about you, Tim, but I can't cook. Have we got a caller? Yeah, but I don't know how to answer it. Play, this, play a song. All right, play a song and we'll come back to it. Yeah. exciting Tim was it we just had our first ever call in we did like it never rains but it pours so we've had two messages on Facebook yeah and then we had a call we had a call and and I actually got out my phone to videotape it did you get it I got a a bit of you talking to someone on the phone and then you turned around and I thought he's going to be so excited but you weren't because it was just abuse (laughs) (laughs) yeah look it was feedback that's fine that's fine what did he say he said that uh, talking about property speculation investment made us sound greedy and he hung up on us Ah, and greedy. Well, I, I don't know if he listened to what happened, but I just lost eighty grand on a property. <laughs> so you're giving um, it away. It's not greedy. I just don't have eighty grand to lose. No, that's all. right. No, so look, but that's fine. That's that's, a, a, that's an opinion. Absolutely, and we yeah. take all opinions on air here. And uh, and Tim, like, uh, what would you say about that? Is it greed, or is it just uh, common sense, or, or good knowledge to have? Yeah, no, that was a yeah interesting phone call, but. Um, I guess it's like a little motto that I have in life, and that is you've got to have guts. And uh, I guess this, this is the Fat and Gin show. There is definitely There's some, some hay, guts mate. around oh, here. Oh, see what he's done there. We've uh, put up with a lot worse than that over the years, haven't we? All of us. So. But uh, now, you've got to have well, guts, and guts is a genuine would, can, urge to succeed. Can I interject here? Can I say that you would be saying that perhaps you need to not rely on superannuation for your retirement plans? I and not relying on my superannuation for my yeah. retirement funds. Yeah. So. I, no, of course, it's, superannuation is very important and that's going to be is. what is going to set most people up when they retire. So, yes, you do need to make extra contributions. You do need to make sure you've got it invested in the right field that suits your comfort levels. And, uh, yes, superannuation is a long-term investment. That's good advice, Tim. Great advice. I'm not relying on my superannuation either, mate. As we're close friends, I'm relying on yours. <laughs> yes, so that puts me under the pressure to, <laughs> to get it right. To provide. That's yeah. right. All right, well, so. while we're all laughing, and uh, look, thanks for the call too. We do Absolutely, appreciate the feedback. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to know somebody is listening oh, out there. I know, I was ecstatic, so. Yeah, yeah. it just yeah. lets us know there's people out there who have got nothing better to do than listen to us. Listen to us, yeah, I'm, I'm chuffed. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, we're going to play something here. Tim, you, uh, you get to be here for this. This is a, a little segment based on the fact that Tim Young and I, we're not good at cooking. No, we're very fine. good at eating. You look like you, well, you I like can be food. on the other side of that table oh, quite easily. Food, yeah. It's just I, don't, I know it's just as simple as following recipes, but there's something that happens to ingredients when they pass through my hands. That means they don't meld together, they don't fuse. So we're going to just play here what uh, a little skit called "Cooking with Idiots." Okay, fellas, today we're going to up the ante a little bit. Now I know some of you struggled with Vegemite toast last week. I've read the comment section. But you know what? Let's have a go. Because today, we're going to poach an egg. So all you'll need for this are the following ingredients. An egg and water. Grab a pen, write it down if you need to. No, no mate, you've forgotten the water. You've just written egg, see? That's it. Now fill the pot with water and put it on the boil. You didn't say pot. You just said water and egg. I assumed you got the bloody pot, mate. What are you going to cook it in? Your f***ing hands? Next time, say pot, you dickhead. Okay, here, just use mine. So you've boiled your water, and all you have to do is take your egg and break it into... No, uh, no not like that. Oh, that's just gone everywhere. Christ. 
We'll be back next week with more Cooking with Idiots. Sorry, for idiots. All I can say is, it's hard to soar like an eagle when you're surrounded by dodos. <laughs> very, very good. I like that. Did you like that, Tim? Oh, it's making me want to have an egg and bacon McMuffin now. Yeah, oh, okay. There we go. Well, that might be on the way home. Should we have a song? Uh, I think we do. Yeah. We're back now, Fat and Ginger. We were still pretty chuffed about that call, mate. Oh, I, am, I am stoked that someone is genuinely listening within the Ballarat area. Yeah, and, and took the time to call in oh, and, and say how much they love the show. <laughs> and offer feedback. I yeah. uh, do genuinely appreciate it. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, so. no, we, we, we were very excited. So thank you for that. Do you, you didn't leave a name? No, 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 no. no. Just well, was whoever in a hurry. that is, thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Absolutely. It's got us up and about. So, uh, we're back here with Tim talking all things investment property. So, Tim, you must have had a few funny stories from your time when it comes to tenants. Have you, have you got any that you can think of off the top of your head? Uh, tenants. Oh, like everyone always asks, you know, how many bad tenants or the horror stories. Because um, most people, you know, you watch your current affairs, your 60 minutes think that... Being chased down the road. With yeah. The, yeah. And there is sort of a, you know, normally if you've got the tenant from hell... Normally, got the landlord from hell as well. Like, uh, yeah, right. Like it's Takes really it's, tango, sort of. well. It's, it's really it's a partnership. Like, you need a good, you know, the property manager. You need a good property manager to look yeah. after your tenant, and you need a good tenant, and the tenant needs a good landlord. Yeah, like it's a team, really. Yeah. Um, I'm a fairly hands-on sort of guy, and you know, I'd much prefer to do some maintenance activities myself instead of paying somebody else to do it. Yeah. Um, and if I'm in, yeah, dealing with any of my properties, I quite like asking them how they're getting along, how the tenant is getting along with the property manager. Because yep. if the property manager is you know, lovely to you and you get along great and everything's good, but bosses the tenant around or your tenant, they don't, they clash, then mm. you end up losing a good tenant and at the end of the right. day, then, then you, you have the vacancy. Yeah. And you had a good tenant once you were telling yourself air? Oh, I've you had, had a many, favorite tenant? Who was oh, I had oh, many, many great tenants. Um, but yeah, one, I had a guy from Bangladesh and uh, yeah, so any time I'd have to go up to that property and do some work and whatever, he'd always be uh, cooking, cooking some nice curry or doing something. So yeah, I always yeah. had a nice Bangladeshian feed and uh, yeah, Fantastic. so now he was a great tenant and he was very keen on his cricket, loved his, uh, loved his cricket. So he was well, always talking about so Bangladesh so cricket. Let me just clarify, very he passionate. fed you and enjoyed cricket. Is he so, single? Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, he got married, I think, a few years ago. He's uh, moved yeah. out now. He's oh, gone. But uh, the other good thing about him, actually, was he was a sailor. Five or six Hardly weeks. Hardly ever home. No, not, not home. Five or six weeks, yeah. he'd be away at sea, and then he'd be home sort of five is that, or six weeks. Is that weeks. the perfect tenant, someone who pays on time and is never there? Yeah. Well, Sounds yes, like yeah. It was yeah. great in some ways. He just sort of, that's why he liked this apart. Apartment, yeah. was, you know, when he went away for five or six weeks, of course, he cleaned the fridge out. You were saying that on the flip side of that, Tim, is that, uh, you know, sometimes you get really bad uh, landlords. I know our next door neighbour didn't have cooling or heating for the last two years wow. because the landlord wouldn't fix it. That's a basic necessity, isn't it? Oh, there is, yes. Um, surely there's a re- there's recourse, is there, for those people? If well, they complained to their property manager and nothing was done. They said, well, we sent the landlord the requirement and he just ignores it. So right. uh, any landlords out there listening, look after your tenants, especially with things like that. And yes. I think it's, it's a great thing that Tim said before, that it's a partnership. Yeah, you know, right. it's, it's a, Everyone it's does the right thing and everyone wins. It's a degree of reciprocity and, you know, you look after them, they look after you. Exactly. Happy. Like, like, like Greg Blewett and... Well, Michael Slater. 
Michael Slater yeah. or, or a Bevan yeah. type thing, you know, that you really have to come together. Don't, no, not Michael oh, Bevan. I'm not as good at the cricket analogies as you. you. You just think of them straight away. I've got to really reach for them. Michael Bevan made his own problems to fix on field. Like what? Well, so he would, he would knock it around in the middle overs of a one-day international, yeah. right? Things would go slow. The Until rain would creep 70 up. or five overs. Yeah, that's right. And then he'd step up and he'd make those 70 or five overs. Yeah. He made his own problems to fix. He was the generator of his own publicity. Yeah, that's pretty good, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's it. So there you go. I'm out. You're out. <laughs> <laughs> I could see the anger in him there. He's just an angry person sometimes, isn't he? Michael About Bevan. the things that you wouldn't pick. That's, that's like, like driving. So now we have got coming up right now. I, yes. I mean, if people were really excited about that cooking for idiots skin, oh, wow, yeah. right? imagine how excited they're going to be about what's coming up. I'll Tim. just check the phone. Hang on. No, we're right. No, 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 one's, no one's calling back. <laughs> no. Hey, wait till after we hear this. Yeah. Play the jingle. Yep. You're not too smart, are you? I like that in a man. Uh, it's a good thing, right? Aussies in Hollywood. All right, it's that time of the week where we defile a great scene from Hollywood and uh, rewrite it as if it was written by Aussie bums. By an Aussie. Yeah. By an ocker Aussie, really. That's, isn't that's it? We're right. trying to create that scene. So what movie are we doing, Tim? Uh, we, we are besmirching Mission Impossible. Yeah, we do have a few Tom Cruise movies in this, don't we? We do, that's true. That's probably because he makes so many good ones, though. Yeah, that's right. Always just easy to take the piss out of. Yeah, so. that's true as well. So let's play Mission Impossible. Absolutely. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to find Lindsay and bring her home. Ah, uh, a couple of things with that. Firstly, I don't choose to accept it because by definition, it's f***ing impossible. So what's the point? Secondly, I told Lindsay not to go to her afters, but that was my tape deck. It was a collector's item, your mother... What I love, what I love, and this has happened every time so far, is you look across at the guest who's still sitting there as it plays. Because when we make it, we think it's the funniest we, thing. We sit there and piss ourselves, don't we? <laughs> then you watch the guest and they just like blank. Yeah. There hasn't been one person with a corner of their mouth just turn up a little <laughs> bit at all. They're sitting there, what oh. is this rubbish? But we're going to keep doing it. We are. We're yeah. going to persist. Yeah, yeah. That's we're here right. to amuse ourselves. We'll be like the Woody Allens of radio. <laughs> everyone, everyone hated him when he started. He just kept going until people got sort of tired and gave in and started oh. liking him. I wouldn't say everyone likes him, but um, <laughs> all right, we're going to play a song. That's case in point. Play a song. That was Sunflower. That's another one of the songs mm-hmm. that was recommended by my kids, mate. Is that right? Yep. Well, your kids have got their finger on the pulse. They know what's going on. And I they, do. Like I said to you a couple of weeks ago, they've recommended like 100 I've chosen three that I actually don't mind. Can't even remember who it's by. I think it was Post Malone in there somewhere and maybe someone else. See, I don't know what that means. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I think he worked for the post office. That's it. I'm I, still going with post office. No, it's good. no I like it. Yeah. I think the post office is a often neglected well <laughs> of comedic material. So keep yeah, going. Yeah, I think I'm on my Post Malone as well. So uh, well, what have we got coming up? We're going to say goodbye to Tim I shortly. I think so. Let him, go, uh, let him go home and get some rest. And well, he's got to wait for me. I'm get driving some home. He can sleep out there in the foyer or something for yeah, the time. Yeah, just have a little rest. You remember when you were a kid and you'd be at dinner and you'd be tired and the parents would be on the gas and they'd go, I'll just sleep under the table. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just sit down there with the dog for a bit and we'll, we'll pick on, you up at 2 a.m. On some grim, hosp- uh, not hospital, restaurant floor. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, thanks for coming in, mate. Thanks no. for joining us. How did you go? How did you feel like you went on radio? Oh, it'd be daunting, but no, it was good. Yeah, no, it's a, yeah. Apparently people something. are listening now. Yeah, so. something, yeah. Got, got yeah. Some, yeah. And for the people at home, and especially our caller as well, we're obviously... What we're saying is with your superannuation, sell all your properties, put it all on red. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, 
Red's better than black. Like, you know, you've got to go. Us gingers, we've got to stick we, we've together. We've got to stick together, don't we? So thank you always for coming say, in, Tim. Always really. say, you're better off dead than red. It's <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what our listener was getting to before. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. All right, thanks, Tim. Thank really you, appreciate Tim. it. And, thanks, guys. Uh, what are we going to now, Tim? Other Tim? Tim yep. Young? Yes, hello. Uh, I've got the running sheet here. Yeah, so don't ask me. hasn't gone beyond here. I think so uh, we're in free air now, aren't we? We're basically just riffing. Well, let's um, have an update on the Suez crisis. See yeah, if the ships... Okay, where's oh. that at? The ship's moved. Thank it's you. Moved. <laughs> Excellent. No, so they've moved it. So it's starting to move. So now you've got 325 ships all looking to get through the Suez Canal at once. Imagine like it started going up that canal and then he mucked up again or uh, maybe there was a mechanical fault that they didn't pick up the first time. It got stuck time. again. It got stuck again. Yeah. And he's going, port, starboard, port's left, starboard, right. Port's I reckon they'd be calling their American friends to send one of their bombers in. Yeah, and just vaporise it. And yeah, keep yeah. Uh, that, that problem's not a problem anymore. No, that's right. Yeah. You've got a new lake as well, halfway up the canal. <laughs> so, well, so, so where's Canal? What, yes. What's some of the other big canals? Right? There's a Panama. Panama. Interestingly enough, right, do you yeah. know what a palindrome is? So a palindrome is a word or a sentence that's the same backwards as forwards. So right. a name, for example, that's palindromic is Hannah. Okay, so Hannah's spelt the same backwards as forwards. I was thinking of Bob, but go on. Yeah, absolutely. Bob, yeah. great example. Yeah. See where we're at. Dad. Right. Is, is palindrome. Ten- Tenet. Uh, movie Tenet. I know you're a big Christopher Nolan fan. No. Oh, Tenet. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. same backwards yeah. as forwards. Yeah, not not Tenet like a, a Tenet that Tim no. Anderson would. Or my middle name, Tenet. Yeah. Is that your middle name? Yeah, with two N's. Yeah. As in Tenet Creek. Really? Yeah. It's mum's maiden How name. did I know you all this time and not know that? Hey, I don't know, because I never told you. Yeah. yeah, okay, I can see why. <laughs> um, so, uh, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah. So yeah. The canal. Uh, palindrome. So, the longest palindrome in the world is a man, a plan, a canal, Panama. It's the same backwards as forwards. A man, a, a plan, plan, a canal, Panama. And then if you go backwards, it's the same. That's incredible. That's yeah. actually very interesting. There we go. I want to write that down. Yeah, everyone does. I just can't be yeah. bothered. No, that's right. Yeah, but, but just I'm trust take me. your word for it. Yep. A man, a plan, a plan, a canal, Panama. Panama. There you go. And the problem they're having in these canals, both of them, both of the big ones, the Suez Canal and Panama Canal, more so in the Panama Canal, is the ships are just too big now. Yeah. Okay. So there's a class of ship called Panamax, which is a certain size that can fit through the Panama Canal. And if you're any bigger than that, which the ever given is by a long way. You can't go through the Panama Canal, so you've got to go around the bottom of South America. Yeah, right. But you'll find that those really big cargo ships aren't doing that run. They'd be going from like America to uh, America to Europe, but going the other way. I'm trying to think of it. Yeah. Okay. You know how you had that palindrome before? Yeah. I've got another little wordplay game for oh, you. Right? Yeah. Do you know that the, the longest word that you can make from the top letter of the keyboard is typewriter? What do you mean? You know all the letters up the top row? Yeah. Right, you've got a keyboard sitting there. Yeah. The longest word you can make just by using those letters is typewriter. Oh, just on the top row. Top yeah. row, yeah. Yeah. Ah. Do you reckon the listeners would like that better? Top right. Yeah, I don't know. Do, do you reckon it. they're more intrigued now than what we were talking about finance? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, it was funny before. Like, we went to another song. Like 20 minutes after the event, Tim turned around and for the fourth time said, we got another call. No, I'm just excited. I'm just excited yeah, that yeah. someone is actually listening. Yeah. So, And uh, the, you know how we've been talking for probably four minutes now? Mm. This is why we have a running sheet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because we're just talking rubbish. No, we are. That's right. But look, uh, current affairs and... I don't know what other current affairs there are. Well, Brisbane going into lockdown, but it's not a, it's a Clayton's lockdown, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's only a, three days. It's not a real one. We've had a long way Five months or something. Oh, something like that. And we out here didn't do it nearly as tough as the people in Melbourne. Yes. Yes, So, I mean, three days, it's not even on a weekend. Yeah. So well, it's going to be Thursday morning and you just go, well, I was planning to go to work and not do anything anyway. Exactly. 
So they'll, in, in fairness though, they'll have real problems over Easter because everyone in Easter will go everywhere. So if they are having problems with community transmission. You've got to sort it out now. They've got to sort it out and possibly lock down over Easter and then there'll be like armed insurrection and people will be uprising because people want to go camping. Well, here's to our friends in Brisbane. Here, here. Yeah, we're with you, 100%. Yep. Yep. While we're down here going about our lives. Absolutely, playing the song. All right. So, uh, Journey Don't Stop Believin', mm. which was from what famous scene, Luke? Well, I know it from the baseball in America. <laughs> they used to play it during the game and then they'd have some little fat kid doing all the actions. Really? What are the yeah. actions to Journey Don't Stop Believin'? No, they do them. Every single word's got like an action. Has it really? It must be a common thing, right? Because I've seen it on YouTube at other games. It's so, a bit like Nutbush. Yeah, but every word's like got to be, you know, believing might be their heart or something. They, they do an action for each word. It's quite funny. Okay. Not but really. hang on, let's get back to what you were talking about. So yeah. that is the song that's playing in the last ever scene in Series 6, Episode 21 of The Sopranos. It was too. When they're sitting in Holstein's restaurant right. waiting for Meadow to park her car. And, and then it just goes black, doesn't it? It goes black and it, it caused huge consternation at the time. Yeah. And still does. People are still talking about it to this day. Well, I was aware. See, I watched Sopranos much later. So did I. I didn't watch yeah. it at the time. And I was aware that there was all this controversy about the ending. Yeah. But, but when it got to it for me, I loved it. Mm. I thought it was great because, you know, Tony had already spoken about how when he comes to his end, he doesn't want any warning. He just wants it to go black. Go black. That's right. He's talking to Bobby Bacalar in the boat. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and, it's a, yeah and it's a great scene. And, and I think they even flashed back to it, didn't they? How he was uh, saying that. I think maybe sometime throughout that episode, it did flash back to it just to yeah. remind people. Well, Bobby Bacalar gets whacked in the same episode. That's right. Because yeah. it all sort of wraps up in that last episode. And, yeah. and he, So you were a big fan, obviously. You knew the name of the restaurant. You yep. knew the song. You knew yeah, but what I, episode of what season it was. Well, because the funny thing about episode six was it went for so long. So they call it, they call it series 6B because it was really series seven, but for some reason they call it series six. Okay. So it went, it went twice as long as the rest of it. Yeah, that's right. And okay. then the only thing, the only criticism we got about the end of the Sopranos was that it was almost like they had these all these wonderful storylines running for all those years, and they've got the last sort of oh, two episodes and gone, that's it, wrap it all up. Yeah. So, so suddenly it, it all sort of wrapped up. That happened really quick. Yeah. Phil Leotardo got shot. Bobby yeah. Bacala, all the others, and it all sort of happened really, Yeah, really they could good. have stretched that out to, yeah. to maybe 6C. <laughs> That's right. You know, another... But you will be excited to hear, Tim. I'm not sure if you're aware of an upcoming film, I yes. think it is, called The Many Saints of Newark. Yes. And, and a... that is the young Tony Soprano and tells his backstory about how he rose to power. And it's, it goes back even further, doesn't it? It talks about his dad and Junior, I think, as well, doesn't oh, it? I'm not sure exactly yeah. how the timeline, but I was pretty uh, pumped to see it. Pretty pumped, all right. That'd be yeah. fantastic. Of course, Tony Soprano, the actor who played him, which is James Gandolfini. That's is it. That well done, yeah. uh, he won't be part of it. He passed no. away some years ago. That's right. But, um, but so the only character that could make a comeback in any show would be someone like Silvio, who doesn't actually die. He ends up in a coma. Was when, he the one from Bruce Springsteen's yeah, band? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, from the yeah, Street band. Yeah, that's right. I remember him, yeah. Yep. And he, he got picked on the basis of the speech he made at uh, an MTV Music Awards thing. Yeah, right. And he said, I want him. He originally was meant to be Tony Soprano. Ah. But apparently uh, Dick Chase took it to HBO and HBO said, no, nah, we're not doing that. Yeah, You're yeah, not okay. having a, a, an unknown person who's not even an actor be the major role. Yeah, so, that's probably fair enough because I yeah. think they got it right in the end, didn't oh, they? Absolutely. One, yeah. one of the best shows, would you say? It's right up there. Yeah, what yeah. would be better? Oh, uh, 
there's a few English shows that I really like, but that's yeah. a personal thing. So not cricket. Well, yeah, any Brooklyn. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not that sad. It is, it, and it's one of those shows where you could have an episode where five people die, or you could have a whole episode where they just sit around and eat pasta and hang shit yeah. on each other. Yeah, like it's just, it's got. And real, it was just as intriguing, wasn't it? It wasn't. It had real light and shade and ebbs and flows in it, and it was beautifully written. All and, right, what's the most? Is it the most controversial ending of all time, or is Game of Thrones well and truly taken that mantle? Didn't, didn't watch a second of Game of Thrones. No, but no. you are aware of the controversy surrounding no. the ending. No, so a lot of people were dying for that last season to see what would happen. They knew it was coming. They did the opposite to Sopranos. They shortened the season. Yep. Usually, it went for fourteen eps. They made seven or eight, mm. and it was a really terrible ending. Nobody wanted it, which everyone knew that. Uh, with Game of Thrones, that was their whole thing, was they did what you didn't expect. And that's why so many people love the show. All mm. the heroes got killed off and all this sort of thing. But it was way too much the other way. So, um, you know, the, the people that everyone was rooting for, one of them became evil in the last episode uh, and uh, tried to kill everyone with a dragon. And it, it just wasn't good. Yeah, It okay. was like the same thing. It was like they said, right, we're going to wrap this up. Let's do it all yep. in two eps. So let's go. Yep. And that was one of the good, going back to The Sopranos if I can, that was one of the things about The Sopranos was you got to know the characters and got to sort of empathise with them to a degree. They were still monsters and thugs and killers, but you got to know them and like them a bit and then they'd get killed off. Mm. Like, and I suppose that was sort of showing that's, well, that's what happens. These people knew each other intimately, but then they got killed. Yeah. You like them a bit more than maybe the characters from Underbelly. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's next. Hey, one. mate, I think we're done. Uh, yeah. We're coming up. We've got a song to play. We've got a bit of uh, Powderfinger these days. Look, oh, fantastic. So, oh, actually, I've just realised that's two Powderfinger songs in the one episode. Uh, that's all right. But like, we had one at the start. We had one at the end. Bookends. Bookends. That's I like it. it. I like it. A um, uh, big thank you to Timothy Anderson. Absolutely for, for coming, coming in on. And, and giving you some advice around property investment. Thanks to Associate Professor Dave Bade. Of course. That's it. Uh, thanks to Voice FM for having us again. Uh, let's have a bit of Powderfinger. Thank you. System shut down.